Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. The reason we're here tonight and this weekend is a simple reason, but I think one that is hugely overlooked in the church. And that is that Jesus has a mission and he's doing something in the world. And I'm going to say some hard stuff tonight because you guys are the hardcore Christians who are able to take it. You don't, you don't come to a Friday night meeting if you're just a, a, ch- a person who's checking out the church. You guys are the real, the heroes. So I'm going to say some hard stuff. Jesus is doing something, and yet mo- most of us in the church worldwide are so focused on ourselves and our little worlds and our little churches that we are missing what he's doing. You know, Jesus is worried about the others. Seven times in the Gospels, he said, I must go to the other side. Then he said, I must go to the other cities because that's why I was sent. Then he said, I have other sheep. Then he said, the the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray for workers to go out into the harvest. And then at the end, he said to his disciples, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and power. Why? So that you can have wonderful worship meetings. So that you can have a wonderful goosebumpy time? No! So that you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem? Is that enough? No. Judea? Is that enough? No. Samaria? We hate the Samaritans. Yes, you must go there. And then the uttermost parts of the world. And his heart is still beating for that. For the nations. You know, there's over 2 million people on planet Earth who have never heard the name Jesus. How is that possible? With all of our churches and all of our money and all of our everything and our passionate meetings. and our, You know, there's 43,000 denominations in the world. And yet there's still 2 million people who have never heard of Jesus. And I can promise you, if Jesus was here walking on planet Earth today, it would not be in a lovely little prayer meeting. It would be out there in the nations, reaching those who have never heard So what's happened? What's happened to us? Somehow we've got so inward focused that we've lost complete touch with what God is actually doing. And tonight and this weekend is not a hard wrap over the knuckles. It's saying let's lift our eyes like Jesus said. Lift up your eyes. Look. Look at the harvest field. And the great news is that it's within our grasp more than ever before. You know when Jesus said to his disciples, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. That was several days journey just to get to Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the (coughs) earth was weeks of journey. We can hop on a plane and be in the uttermost parts of the earth in a day, and through the internet we can be there in the blink of an eye. The, The harvest field is right within our grasp. We're living in a time like no other in history. We, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 24, this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed to every nation or every ethnic group, and then the end will come. It's never been possible until now. Within the next 10 or 20 years, it can happen. We really are that close. Isn't that amazing? And the, the message that I want to give tonight, which is something very much for me to hear as well, is that if I line up my mission and my passion and my desires with what Jesus is passionate about, then suddenly everything in my life comes into place. 
Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you as well. If I get his priorities right, if I get my heart next to his heart, suddenly I find my prayer life changes, my reading in the Bible changes, everything in my life changes. Why? Because I've just lined up my life with what his main mission is. Amen? Bit harsh, eh? But it's okay. Rob will be preaching tomorrow and he's much nicer than me, so... So Jesus said, go, make disciples of all the nations, every ethnic group, every people group, wherever there's a language and an identity, that's a people group, that's an ethne, that, that Greek word is ethne, which, from which we get ethnic group. He said, go and make disciples of all the nations. That's where his eyes are looking, that's where his heart is passionate about. Go and make disciples of them, not just tell them about Jesus, make disciples of them. Teaching them, baptizing them. And then he said, and I'm with you to the very end of the age. I wonder if you felt Jesus isn't with me anymore. Is it possible that we, we're not going where he's going and that's why we're not feeling he's with us? You know, we think if I just get a lovely church and we just pray and we love each other and we look deeply into each other's eyes and tell each other our deepest, darkest secrets and worship and have wonderful prayer meetings, then Jesus will be with us. He says, I'm up there. Go there and you'll sense my presence. And the, the verse that the Lord gave us for this weekend was from the 10 lepers. You know that in Luke 17, the 10 lepers come to Jesus and he said, go and show yourself to the priest. In other words, go over there to a place which is difficult for you. If you're a leper and some of them were non-Jews, the one who came back to say thank you was a Samaritan. So to go to a Jewish priest for them was a very difficult thing. If you're a leper, you go to the priest, you're expecting him to say, you are unclean, you may not come close to me. But he said, go and tell and then, as they went, they were healed. The message for us is, as we get involved in this mission to go to the ends of the earth and help people find Jesus, we get healed. Is it possible that there's some healing or some work of God that you're hoping for in your Christian life that hasn't happened because you haven't been going? You haven't been part of what Jesus is doing. Okay, that's the harsh news. Let's get into the good news. Okay, so folks... I've got these statistics from a website called The Joshua Project. Um, the green is established Christian populations in the world. 42.6% of the world has an established presence of Christianity in it. That means there's a church in that language and in that people group. The yellow is formative, which means they're starting to form groups. That's about 17%. And unreached means there is no, not a single church in that population. 40.6% of the world's population still doesn't have a church in their language. They, they don't know where to go in their community to find Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely incredible in this day and age. Let's have a look at the map and see where those places are. So the green is established. South and North America looking good. Southern Africa and Central Africa, great. Australia, good. Parts of Europe, good. Look at Russia. Look at France. Portugal, Spain, Italy. Isn't that amazing? They're all yellow, which means they're not quite fully established. The green around the River Nile is 
fully formed, but then there's yellow around that, and then there's just red. The whole of North Africa, the Middle East, Asia is red. And that area is called the 1040 window because it's from latitude 10 to latitude 40. Um, the, between those lines is where the majority of the unreached people groups in the world live. Isn't that amazing? The top 10 countries with the largest unevangelized population are located in this 1040 window. 85% of the world's poorest of the poor live in the 1040 window. 43 of the top 50 countries that persecute Christians are in the 1040 window. So that's our task. But let me tell you about the progress that we're making. An average of 160,000 people a day hear the message of redemption in Christ for the first time. 160,000 people a day hear Jesus for the first time. Every hour, 1,600 people decide to follow Jesus. In 1800, those who had never heard the gospel were 75% of the world's population. Today it's 28%. We're making progress. Over 3 billion people are now connected to the internet. Well over a million new people get connected every day. And the second most popular search topic on the internet is spiritual and religious information. In Iraq, during Saddam Hussein's rule, there were only a few hundred known evangelical Christians. Now there are at least 53,000 in the country. In Iran, more Iranians have come to Christ between 1980 and 2010 than in the previous 1,000 years. Isn't that amazing? At the time of the Iranian Revolution in 1979, there were only 500 followers of Christ from the Shiite background. Today, there may be as many as a million. So from 1979, where there were 500, to now, there are a million followers of Christ in Iran from that background. It's incredible what's happening in this day and age. Something incredible is happening in our lifetime, and many of us are completely unaware of it. We just live our little lives, focused on ourselves and our little world, and something absolutely miraculous is happening around us in the world. In Indonesia, there are more than 60,000 churches, house churches, that have sprung up recently. It's now, it's a, the largest Muslim country in the world, Indonesia, but it's now over 15% Christian. And evangelicals are growing at a rate of 3% per annum compared to 1.2% for Muslims. That's in Indonesia. An average of 3,500 new churches open around the world every week. Evangelicals numbered about 3% of the world's population in 1960. Now we're nearly 8%. We're growing hugely. A third of the converts to Christianity in Turkey say they came to Christ because he appeared to them in a dream. More Jews have embraced Jesus as Messiah since 1967 than in all the years from 100 AD to 1967. Something miraculous is happening around us. In China in 1950, when China closed to missionaries, there were a million Chinese believers. Today, there are over 75 million believers and 10,000 new Christians every day in China. There are more followers of Christ in China than in North America. 
Nepal, in the early 1980s, there were only 75 known believers. Today, there are 850,000 believers. From almost no churches 20 years ago to 10,000 churches today in Nepal. Afghanistan, until recently, becoming a Christian was a death sentence. Now missionaries in Kabul report unprecedented openness and many new believers in recent years. Brazil, from 2 million Christians in 1960 to 51 million in 2010. They're sending out 2,000 missionaries from Brazil to over 85 countries right now. And in the Middle East, Muslims are coming to faith in Christ at an incredible pace. Radio, television, and internet is the key. One agency says more Muslims have come to Christ in the past 15, in, have come to Christ recently than in the past 15 centuries of Islam. So this was happening in the world. And the other amazing thing is the internet. You know, the 1040 window where the most unreached people are is the place where the internet is growing the fastest. It's actually incredible, some of the statistics. The world's largest taxi company has no taxis. The world's largest accommodation company has no buildings. The, the world's largest media company and retailer have no premises. They're all online, and I believe that's the way that God is going. He's saying, use the internet. You know, he provided the Roman road in Paul's day. He provided the printing press. In the Middle Ages. He provided loudspeakers when the preachers needed to reach more people. He provided radio and TV. Now the internet, we've got to use what he's giving us to reach the world. There are 3 billion people who use the internet and over 5 billion use mobile phones at the moment. And this penetration is going to go beyond 50% of the world's population in the next year. India's web traffic, in other words, people using the internet in India, is 72% on mobile devices, and in Nigeria it's 79%, amazingly. Social media is another big part. Let me just read a a report from an online evangelism uh, group. They say, online evangelism is producing real disciples for Christ. According to a recent study, over half of those who made a decision for Jesus over the internet have subsequently shared their faith with someone else, And 34% read their Bible every day and pray for 10 minutes a day. That's people who've been saved through the internet. That's better than most people who've been saved in our churches. And then the other amazing thing about the internet is language capability. You know, if we were to go to Nepal or somewhere and try and learn the language, it would take us years. The internet is building capability into every single part of the internet that they can understand in their own language. YouTube and Skype and all these things, as you speak in one language, they can hear it or read it in their own language. It's built into the internet. Can you see that something amazing is happening in our day and age? If we were born in the 1500s to try and reach the ends of the earth, forget the 1500s, the early uh, 50 years ago, to try and reach the ends of the earth would have been so difficult. To try and plant a church. I've been involved in trying to plant churches in many different countries. It is difficult. You need a person who's able to preach, able to lead worship, who's got a wife who's a saint, who can earn money, who can relate well, who can administrate and keep the money, the finances in order, and then maybe he'll succeed in planting a church. It's incredibly difficult. But through the internet, we can do it. The times we're living in 
are absolutely amazing. And many Christians, most Christians don't even realize it. Many, many Christians in the West will go through our whole lives in our nice little church that never really changes. And after 50 years of being in church, we'll die and we will have never been involved in the Great Commission of reaching out to the, to the ends of the earth. Amazing. Right. Let me just talk a little bit about leading lights and what we're trying to do. We've got some amazing people um, signed up for leading lights. Let me just tell you a little bit about it. We've got over 120 people signed up for leading lights. Many of those are Jersey people in our own church, um, but not all. We've got quite a few from other places. And I, the Leading Lights website, we're going to have a look at it in a minute just to show you what we're trying to do. We're just a little church in a little island, but I believe if we get involved, like the boy who gave his fish and his bread to Jesus, Jesus can break it and multiply it and feed multiplied thousands. That's what I'm believing. I'm believing that Jersey will be blessed because tonight... Many churches are going to gather together and we're going to pray for the nations. And as we do that, we get blessed because we get caught up in what Jesus is doing. And so I'm so grateful to the church leaders who've come tonight. And we're going to, we're going to pray a little bit later on. Um, let me just tell you a couple of things that are going on. So Colin and Debbie are here. They're going to be trying to set up something in Montenegro. Awesome to have you guys with us. We've got a friend, Dave, who Rob and Jill know very well, who's in Port Elizabeth in South Africa. He's part of another movement, but he's logged in with us as well. He's trying to start a church. Um, we've got just normal people who are not trying to start a church. They're just trying to be Christians, but they're in parts of the world where they need input and help. So uh, Michaela is in Nottingham. Louise is in Australia. She sent me an email the other day asking us, the leading lights, all of us to pray for. She says, I woke up the other day with a deep-seated yearning and ache in my heart for all those out there who aren't saved. And it made me wonder if God's Spirit was prompting me somehow. Let's pray for her. She's in Australia. She's hooked up with us. And the miles mean nothing over the internet. We can talk by Skype. We can pray. We can help her. And she's getting help to be a light in Australia. Isn't that amazing? David, a man in Kenya, is doing amazing things. He's having crusades and rallies and youth meetings. Romerik, another guy uh, in Congo, is doing amazing stuff. They've hooked up with us. A lady called Libby, who's a friend of mine in Zimbabwe, is setting up a church for deaf people because there's no church for deaf people. So everything she's doing in sign language, preaching the gospel, they're a huge unreached people group, deaf people. And she's setting that up and she's with us. Uh, Yin Singh, who was with us, she's gone back to Malaysia. She asked us to pray for her. Uh, she's moving to another house and another job. She said, please pray for her. We've got Norbert and Ingrid up in the north of England. They're doing well. Paul and Sarah in Winchester, Southampton, uh, they wrote this for us to know how they're doing. They said, so we had a lovely year here in Winchester. We came with hearts ready to look after anyone God would bring us. Faithful as always, he did. We have a new member of the Foster family living with us and have been meeting regularly with some local student girls here. As the year has progressed, it has become increasingly clear that the Lord has wanted to use this year to blow us away with His love. We feel that we have been planted in rich soil and have grown in ways we could not begin, begin to imagine a year ago. Despite not being part of a larger church congregation here, we're not impoverished. We've sought to do church in our own home, 
felt more than fed and nurtured all along. We are very grateful to have our Lighthouse family behind us. Sad that we can't be with you on the conference this weekend. Thank you for your love. We feel it and return it a thousandfold. Hope your weekend brings you all more and more of him, grace and peace. Feel free to drop in any time you're passing. So that's Paul and Sarah. Um, uh, another brother, Lindsay, is having uh, surgery, serious major surgery um, in London right now. So we, he's part of us. Pray for him. Dion and Nathan have just left us. They're going to London. We pray for them. A guy called David in Turkey has hooked up with us. I'm still not sure what he's doing, but he's a, an Englishman in, living in Turkey trying to spread the gospel. So we pray for him. A lady called Allison has started a street church for the homeless in Tampa, Florida. She's hooked up with us. Can you see how amazing this is? What would be the likelihood of us touching and reaching these communities in any other way? We couldn't do it. And yet, just by putting a few little videos, putting our church life on the internet, people around the world are able to start churches. Something significant. Something amazing. You know, I read a story about a missionary who'd spent his whole life in Africa just devoted his life, and he had no money at the end of his time in Africa. He'd just given 50 years of his life to trying to spread the gospel, and he was on a boat back to America, and he didn't know that Theodore Roosevelt was also on that same boat. He'd been on a hunting trip in Africa. Anyway, when they arrived back in port in America, there was a huge fanfare, and there were trumpets and music and balloons, and, and everyone saying, welcome home, and he thought somehow the people back home had heard about everything that he'd done in trying to spread the gospel. He didn't realize it was all for Theodore Roosevelt. And eventually he realized, and he was so dejected and downcast, and he went home and he was depressed. He went into his room. He wouldn't eat supper. His wife knocked on the door and said, oh, you're right. And he came out with a fresh smile on his face. She said, wow, what's happened? He said, the Lord spoke to me. I said to the Lord, Lord, why didn't I get a welcome home after everything I've done? And the Lord said to me, my son, you're not home yet. This task, you know, millions have gone before us, have laid down their lives to reach the ends of the earth. We get to sit in our nice homes and do it. We pray, we give, we, we try hard. We're going to visit them if they invite us. And tomorrow, in our seminar tomorrow morning, on Saturday morning here in this place, we're going to be talking about how do we go out. If any member of this group wants to go out to one of our little groups somewhere in the world, what are the practicalities of that? What do I do? What don't I do? How do I behave? So we're going to be talking about that at 11 o'clock tomorrow. But we are so blessed that we can be part of this worldwide mission in an effective way, more effective than those who had to travel thousands of miles. And we're living in this day and this age. So we're just going to have a quick look at the website just to show you how it works. So this is live. James is logging in. So when you log into the website, let's just imagine you are David in Kenya. You log in if the internet is quick. You see it quickly. And you see, right, this is the home page. There's a featured video there, which we just change that every now and again. As you go down, there are nine little blocks of different categories that you can look at. So, so you can look at latest material sermons. That's our Sunday sermons. We put those up there. Grow is just general Christian growth material. How-tos is practical stuff on how to do different areas of church and church planting in your home. Evangelism is stuff to help them reach out um, to the lost 
Bible school is some in-depth teaching updates or just little blogs and vlogs. Get started. Uh, actually, let's go to Get Started, James. Can you just click on that? So the Get Started page, if you just scroll down a bit, we've put on here about 20 videos of the important stuff that people need when they first start. So how can I become a Christian? Who is Jesus? How does the Bible help us grow? What is prayer? Who is the Holy Spirit? Uh, how can I get filled with the Spirit? What is grace? What is the law? What is faith? What is the church? All the basics that they're going to need, how to hear God's voice, they're all on there. And then if you go down, you see related videos underneath. Gives all the videos that are related to that one, so that if a person watches one, they can find all the others that are relevant to them. You can see some of the, the how-tos there, how to set up a meeting, how to start a children's work, um, some of the sermons, some of the other things. There's also a search capability, so in the search box you can type a word if you're wanting to learn about, uh, I don't know, what, what do we want to learn? Just type Jesus, just let's see what comes up. If you type Jesus and you click search, it gives you all the different uh, sermons that are linked to that and, and people can find them. So we've had over 14,000 people around the world look at our site so far. And that's without really even trying to publicize it. Isn't that amazing? A little church, a little group of people. I really believe if we'll just try, if we'll just put our little bread and fish in Jesus' hands, He can do anything. And that's what we're going to pray for tonight. We're praying that Jersey, as an island, will be blessed because we're looking at the nations Psalm 2 verse 8, God says, ask of me and I will give you the nations. He tells us, he says, ask and I'll give you. But we say, you know, like the, the, the man with one talent. Do you remember the man with five talents? Two talents and one talent. The one talent man said, oh, I was scared. I, I didn't, wasn't sure. So I didn't do anything. You know, we as an island and as individuals, we've been given five talents. We've got so much, haven't we? So much resources, but also Christian knowledge and life and the power of God in our midst. We've just got a heritage of Christianity. And God says, to whom much is given, much is required. If you've got five talents, use them. Don't bury them. Use them. Just take what I've given you and put it out there. I feel a bit like Elijah. We've built the altar and we've put everything on it and we've built the website and we've had some interest, some good interest. We've got people starting things around the world. But it's a fraction of what it could be. And what we need now is the fire of heaven to come onto this thing and to set it ablaze. That's what we need. And so I'm asking for you guys to pray with us tonight. You know, we can have the best website and the best talks and we can get ourselves as organized as we want. But if God doesn't do a miracle, those people there, they just need to click on the right button on their computer and they'll find us. But they won't unless we pray. And so I'm asking us tonight to pray. And the reason I've asked the other church leaders here is because I really felt the Lord said Jersey will be blessed if we look outwards. Jersey gets blessed if as an island we look out and, you know, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer for all the nations. And I thought, does that mean our church, Lord? And God said, no, no, my, the churches of Jersey will be blessed when we pray for the nations 
and then suddenly we're in the slipstream of what God's doing and the blessing just pours in. I really believe a little church, a little island, a little group of people, we can affect the world. I, I believe it with all my heart. It's not that difficult. We just need, you know, through Facebook and social media, few people like something and tell someone else and they share a video, they share something, suddenly someone else looks and likes and it just starts to spread like wildfire. We can, we can pay a little bit to Google and when somebody types into their thing, who is Jesus, our website can come up there, high on the, on the rankings. Wherever they are in the world, we can do that with just a little bit of money. It's that easy. It's incredible. On Facebook, we paid a little bit of money to boost our Facebook, Leading Lights Facebook page. We got over 3,000 people joining from countries like Indonesia, Cambodia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, the most unreached places. It's not difficult. Missionaries can go there and give up their lives and struggle and strive. We just have to set up a site, pray our hearts out, and trust God, and people can get saved and churches established in every corner of the world. Isn't that amazing? So there's flags on the side there, folks. Lots of them. And the reason we've done this is just for you to say, Lord, I want to pray for some nations. And please feel free to take those flags. You can take them home with you and pray for those nations. And if there's a country that doesn't have a flag, I think we've covered most of them. But just, just in the spirit, believe you've got that flag and wave it high. But the main thing tonight is we're going to get the church leaders up. We're going to pray that God will do it. It's, it's, we've done everything humanly that we can do now. But now it's God. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.